0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan.
2: Cause I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody, all about somebody, who saved
3: Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and I, I'm not kidding. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church can be back in studio with me either next week or the following week, and, um, I know I look forward to having him back in. It's been a couple of years, and he's going to have a whole lot to talk about that first time that uh, that we bring him back. Hey, our special guest uh, this weekend, I want to thank Riley Unroe. We had Riley on... Uh, a couple of months ago, first we had his dad on, and uh, his dad talked about Riley. We reached out to Riley, who's a professional baseball player. And during Riley's testimony, he talked about T.J. Bennett and and the, the influence that he had on his life. And I asked Riley if I could reach out to T.J., and he said, yeah, of course. What I didn't know is T.J. is right here in Oconomowoc. He's playing for the Dockhounds. And when I called him, I said, "So where are you living now?" He said, Oconomowoc. I said, oh, "In Wisconsin?" He goes, "Yeah, man, playing for the Dockhounds. I said, "That's beautiful." Our special guest for the entire hour. I don't think we can call him a cheesehead yet, but maybe one day. He's TJ <laughs> Bennett. TJ, how you been?
4: Mike I'm good thanks for having me man I'm really excited about
3: this yeah I really appreciate this TJ a lot hey um let's talk about your background kind of where you grew up and uh obviously baseball has been a big part of your life and and we'll kind of get into that um throughout the show but where'd you grow up and let's talk a little bit about your journey on getting to the Hounds.
4: yeah um we might need a little bit more than an hour to, to talk about that journey. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I did some research
3: young man. You you've seen you've seen the world, man.
4: I've, I've been all over. Um yeah, I grew up in Ar- Mesa, Arizona. Um so like you heard from Riley, uh him and I grew up about 10 minutes from each other. Um one thing I'm not sure if you know is actually our parents go to the same church. Um our, our, my dad is friends with his dad. My mom's friends with his mom. Uh, it's pretty cool little friendship they've built there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. Um, you know, went to school out there, kind of bounced around a few different universities for college. Um, and little did I know that I had a journey ahead of me.
3: Yeah, the, hey, so the, the college part of it, and I did see that. Um, you know, playing in, in Mesa, how, how heavily recruited were you as a junior and a senior in high school?
4: You know what? Um, I think, I think you'll hear a theme throughout today. I hope, I hope you'll hear a theme that, uh, you know, it, it hasn't quite gone how it's supposed to go on paper. Um, it's obviously gone exactly how God needed it to go and wanted, uh, the the places he needed me and wanted to take me. Um, but on, on paper, it, it, it sure looked like it was supposed to be one way. Um, you know, I had all the success throughout high school, uh, you know, all those accolades, whatever I, I did, all those things. Yeah. For some reason, um, going into my senior year of high school, I had a, one junior college offer um, wow. so I, I committed to junior college um, going into my senior year and you know at, at that point all the schools kind of just told me you yeah, know we've spent all our money you know I don't really have anything for you go get them at of JC and maybe we'll pick you up from there um, you know I, I led the state in every category my senior year thinking you know, scouts are all telling me you're you're a draft guy. Um, kind of excited about that. Draft comes and goes, you know, no name called, and just kind of moved on. shortly after that, Oral Roberts calls me up out of nowhere, and uh, they they tell me they just lost their shortstop, and he was on you know he had all this scholarship money, and they wanted to give me all his scholarship money. I had never heard of Oral Roberts. Um, I did some research, found out it was a Division One school, good baseball program, um, Christian University. So, it also just happened that I was playing for uh, a state team, Arizona. Team Arizona was going on a tournament in Oklahoma about an hour and a half from where Oral Roberts was located. So, I I went and played in that tournament, got to take a little trip to Oral Roberts campus and um, decided to commit there, and I moved out there seven weeks later for my freshman year of college. Wow.
3: Man. And that's like night and day from where you grew up, right? I don't know if there's much of a day, you know, that's about as different, I guess, as you you can be. Maybe if you go from Milwaukee to New York, that's, you know, that's quite a bit of difference, but going from where you man. grew up to oral roberts is, is man what and being 18 years old or 19 whatever the age was that that's I was a, young
4: I was 17 when I moved 17. out
3: 17 <laughs> holy cow what man that first couple of weeks you must have been going what well, i'm not in kansas anymore toto yeah
4: man um shell shocked for sure
3: did they um did did they do a nice job of of opening their arms and welcoming you or Robert? Yeah,
4: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I think that there's there's a couple of different things that play there with ORU. Um, there's a lot lot more factors than than your typical university just being the private school they are, the history they have. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of rules involved. There's a lot of different um, kind of guidelines that they when I was there that they very very strictly enforced um so that part of it was was very much an adjustment for me um you know I I went to a public high school my parents were very open with um just kind of giving my sister and I freedom and they trusted us and so we we earned that trust and and we were able to kind of do whatever we wanted and, and um as, as far as just you know go where we want to be when we want to be there communicate with our family and we were responsible kids so you know we were able to kind of have that freedom when i got to college i was like what is this right i have to i have to sign into a checkbook i have to be in by 9:30 at night or whatever it was uh, i can't wear shorts to the cafeteria." Um, there's this, there were all kinds of rules that um, was a major adjustment for me. Uh, but the, the baseball side of things, they do a really good job there. They got great facilities. Um, they have a really good staff. Um, you know, and, and Tulsa's a good area. Yeah. But like any freshman that shows up at school, you know, there's adjustments. <laughs> there's there's adjustments, and uh, you know, when I look back now as a 29 year old man. I see I see it, it, it in a in a different light. You know, when I left there after my freshman year, it was oh, bad or Roberts. This was bad, that was bad. I didn't like this, I didn't like that. These people were mean to me, whatever. And and now I look back and I'm like, man, I needed to learn a lot of those lessons. Um a lot of that really really set me up for life and how to deal with people and how to um be in uncomfortable situations, uh, a lot of different things that I learned from
3: hey, being there. So. TJ, you know what's interesting is normally it's opposite. You know, normally when you're when you you're 17, 18 years old, you leave your home, you go to college, and it's a lot of guys we have on Faith in the Zone say, look, I didn't know how to handle all this freedom you know what all of a sudden there's you know my mom's not waking me up at 7 a.m and having mm-hmm. breakfast ready for me and my dad's not checking in to make sure i'm home mm-hmm. by 11. i'm all I'm, I'm out here on my own and i let yeah. i let, i went wild for a little bit well oral yeah. Roberts this is the exact opposite of most of the stories we we hear on faith in the zone
4: yeah but, and I, and i think um <laughs> i guess you know my story like i said it just it doesn't quite line up with what, what it should look like on paper. And that's another way of that. I think I definitely attest a lot to that, to my parents. Um, I think they, they did a phenomenal job to, um, at the way they set up my sister and I for life. Um, just letting us make choices as we became teenagers and adults and prove to them that we could handle those choices. um, I found out I found out later on in my years that um, when we were in high school my dad he you know if if we told him, Hey, I'm going over to Johnny's house, um, we'd get in our car and drive over there. My dad would follow us. <laughs> Good for <laughs> and, him. And, and and I think it's awesome. You know, it doesn't bother me. I didn't need to know it then you know as a as a now i have a little baby as a dad like and i start to think of how i want to parent my kids i love that because he did trust us but he wanted to make sure that he could trust us yeah and he also knew that we were 16 17 year old kids and you know there's there's uh the temptation to lie and deceive your parents and i think after a while that my sister and i proved to him that we were trustworthy and honest about what we were doing um, you know, he definitely stopped following us around and things like that. But, um, you know, we, we built that trust. We built that relationship. And yeah, it, it was a lot different when I, when I moved away to school.
3: Hey, I'll tell you what, Oral Roberts, you know, you left after your freshman year, but understand that Oral Roberts was not happy to see this guy leave. He was, uh, after his freshman year, Louisville Slugger Freshman All American team. And, uh, so I would assume that that baseball coach is not too happy to 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 see you go. And and uh, you've been, I'll tell you what, you've been uh, a number of places, and we definitely will talk more about some of the places you've played. But right now, T.J. Bennett's here. He is here in Walk. He is playing for the Dockhounds. And uh, we will talk a little bit. I've got a feeling in our next segment, when we ask him for his testimony, his, his coach, his manager for the Dockhounds, he might be part of this story I'm just telling you he might be part of the story because he's the guy that followed him when he was younger yeah I can tell you that he's playing for his dad out there and they've got uh, they got a game this is gonna air on Sunday TJ and this is uh this is a game that you guys got a game today and uh, you're playing at home here for the next uh next few days in fact um, and, and that's awesome if you want to get out if you if you've not seen them play and I have not, but I'm going to, cause I want to get out and see this beautiful new park, Wisconsin brewing uh, company park. Uh, but they have, uh, they're playing at home today at, uh, at one 30 and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, they're at home and then back at home, uh, the third weekend in June and throughout the rest of June from the 20th on, you can go to doc counts.com and, and get a chance to go out and watch TJ Bennett play. And, uh, if the manager gets mad at him for something, you, we'll, we'll figure that part out. We'll ask him about that later in the show. Is that his dad yelling at him, or is that his manager yelling at him? We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. We will uh, ask TJ Bennett, professional baseball player, and, and again, he, he can rake, man. I'll tell you this, I've watched some some video of him, just the ball jumps off his bat, there's no doubt. I mean, he couldn't hit me if I got in there. Did some batting practice and pitch, but (laughs) he can hit some of these guys in in the league he's playing in. That American – is it American Association, correct? That's the league? Yeah, the American Association. He's hitting these boys, but an old grandfather like me, if I get in and start throwing that knuckleball, oh, trust me. TJ, you'd hit the ball so far. You'd hit it so far we'd never be able to find it. Again, go to (laughs) DockHounds.com. You want to go out and, and watch some really good baseball? and and have a good experience in a family atmosphere, you know, head out there and, and uh, watch him play. I, I definitely will get out there um, to watch him play soon, and I look forward to that. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with TJ Bennett. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on
2: 1250 a.m. The Fan. Trying to tell everybody all about somebody.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Our special guest is TJ Bennett. T.J. is a professional baseball player. He plays for the Dock Hounds, and uh, he's in Oconomowoc. At, uh, they play at Wisconsin Brewing Company Park, brand-new park, great facility. And, uh, man, how is uh, how is Becca and, and Jaira, how are they handling uh, Oconomowoc, uh, the change? Are they doing okay?
4: They're doing great, man. Uh, they're just like we all are. We're just settling into our new routine. Uh Jai is, he's a baby, so he, he's pretty flexible. As long as he's got mom and dad there loving him, he's good to go.
3: Hey, can you, uh, before we get to your t- your testimony, Jaira is a name that is different, uh, I think, for me, and I've never heard it before. Is there a story behind that?
4: Yeah, there there sure is. Um, so it was around the time when there's a song called named Jaira. Uh, by Maverick City music, you get a chance to listen to it. The words are just beautiful and and that song came out around the time that my wife and I found out we had a little boy coming um We fell in love with the name we looked up the meaning of it. The meaning is uh it means the Lord will provide and um Amen. And in the old testament it, it talks about jehovah jireh this is the the mountain that I would call the Lord will provide um and so we we decided early on his name was going to be Jaira James Bennett. Um,
3: JJ. <laughs>
4: um, so what happened was seven months into my wife's pregnancy, now you're getting me emotional on the air, man. Man, that's okay.
3: Uh, that's what this show's about.
4: Seven, seven months in, um, my, my wife was having some... some Irregular pains. We didn't really know it was irregular. We were new. We never had a kid before. Um, she's she's extremely tough. She didn't want to be, you know, complaining or anything, so we just kinda stuck it out for a few days. Um five actually. And long story short, time to find out, she she had a placental abruption. Um which is something that, you know, you, you got to get into the hospital that day. Um, and we sat at home for five extra days. Um, I mean, long story short, you know, we, we were in the hospital and Jaira came eight weeks early. Oh. Um, they looked back on everything. We spent over a, a month in the, or we spent 30 days in the NICU. Um, And nurses, doctors are all telling us that after they heard the story of what happened, how it happened, the details of it, um, they couldn't believe that they were looking at a healthy baby boy, um, and let alone a a healthy mom holding the baby boy. Um, The way she had kind of an abnormal placental abruption that is actually referred to as a silent killer. Man. So the fact that she didn't have any infections or, or the boy didn't have any infections uh, was was nothing short of a miracle. Amen. Um, and, and so we look at his name. The Lord will provide. Um, he was provided long before we knew it. And uh, he's going to keep providing.
3: Amen to that. Man, the, the Lord has it, man, J- Jai's going to be doing some stuff – TJ, the Lord's got, got some plans for that young boy.
4: Yeah, we've heard a few people say that, and it's, it's been pretty cool to think about because, you know, when, when your entrance into the world is fought by the enemy that hard, um, it's special to think about what what God's going to do with his life.
3: Well, he obviously got his toughness from uh, maybe from Becca's side. I don't know, he, but he is—he's—he's. Uh, he's, look so. at the toughness that he's needed to to survive. And and you 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 know you got to just thank God every day when you when you when he wakes up. And look, there are probably nights. How old is Jai now?
4: He's just over ten months old.
3: Oh man, that's a great age, right?
4: That's fun. He's he's uh you know. Exploring. He wants to do everything but can't quite do it all yet. Right. So there's some frustration involved. But uh, you know, he's 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 on the edge of just taking off. So it's gonna be any day now that that man becomes a madman. But it's beautiful watching him learn every single day.
3: Well, T J my daughter Katie and, and son in law John, they've got a twelve year old, a ten year old, an eight year old, and a four month year old. Yeah, and then my son Matthew, he's got a three-year-old little Leah Michael McGivern, and it's it's interesting because we have we have these grandkids at all different stages, right? So we right. see we we can hold the baby, the three-year-old is, <laughs> is you know he's getting active, man, and he you know he thinks he's Giannis, he wants to play basketball, yeah. all of that, and then the the, the three older ones, it's interesting because the eight-year-old thinks he's twelve. And it's kind of like, man, you can't do that. You're eight. And he's like, Papa, right. no, watch this. I got this. I'm yeah. good. That yeah. kind of stuff. So, hey, TJ, um, we we're talking to TJ Bennett, the uh, the entire show. And, again, I want to thank Riley Unrow for introducing TJ and I. Hey, the second segment, TJ, and we may end up going into the third with this. And thank you so much for sharing the story with Becca and with Jai. And, and that just uh, – You know, this show is all about stuff like that, so thank you for that. If you can share your testimony with us, uh, I would appreciate that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it's, if I have to summarize it in one statement, one sentence, I would say uh, the, the scripture, it's not good that I can't quite remember the exact part, but I believe it's Isaiah forty-one, and and it, it it's basically saying that I'm doing this so that all who see it will know that it was the Lord God that did this. Um, and and to be honest with you, I feel like so many points in my life that I look back on, they don't make sense if you look at them through a lens of human understanding. Um. But the only way they can make sense is if you look at them and see it must be God that did this. It doesn't make sense how it happened or why it happened that way, um, but God made this happen. Um, for instance, when when I did finally, well, first example is like I started touching on my high school career. You know, went went undrafted unrecruited um, simply no opportunities when everything on paper said this guy's called to play baseball Um, fast forward through four years of college I went undrafted four different times um, and every time was told that I would be drafted uh, but it just never happened for some reason that door just stayed closed so I went to independent ball. I played independent ball, got released from that team a year later after being one of the top performers on the team. Um, Ended up playing in independent league for another year. I got picked up again, went overseas to Australia, um, came back. and, And the way I got my break into affiliated ball was backstage at a worship concert. Um, figure that one out, What? but some, some friends of mine had some backstage passes at a Hillsong worship concert. So I went back there with, some, um, you know, there were some other people back there and I saw some athletes that I knew personally, some friends that I knew. So I was talking to them and, um, they pointed over, yeah, that's the, that's the GM of the Giants, San Francisco Giants. Um, and and I've never heard the audible voice of God, thankfully. I, I don't think I'd still be standing if I did. Um, but in that moment, I felt just God's presence kind of show me, point to me, uh, that this guy was why I was backstage. It wasn't really about meeting the band. So I started talking to him. His name's Bobby Evans and he's a man of faith, and he was the GM at the time. And long story short, he signed me to a contract less than a week later, um, played multiple years with them, played all the way up to AAA, wow. um, was the journeyman through the minor leagues, played all over the place, sent from this team to that team two days later, no no luggage, no anything, no clue where I'm going to be the next day. Um, none of it made sense, but throughout it all, I had peace throughout it all. I I knew that God was taking me where he needed me to be. Um, eventually to lead the giants, um, at that stage in my career, it just wasn't, um, the opportunity for me that I I felt that I wanted. Um, they respected my decision and, and let me go. um, so I went to independent ball back to the American association and played there. I, I got to sign a contract with the white Sox the following year. Um, in the meantime, I was going over to Australia um, and enjoying a lot of success, but really just, I think the, the coolest part over there was just the freedom that I was able to play the game with Um We ended up winning four championships in a row those four consecutive years, and it was incredible. Um, Signed signed with the White Sox. They released me after the 2019 spring training. Um, So I went to Fargo, got a chance to play for my dad as the manager. Um, You know, ultimately, all of it just kind of doesn't make sense you hear it and it's like what on earth happened um and you can't explain it unless you explain it through the lens of god was doing something and is doing something at the end of the 2019 season um i get a cold call from a head coach at illinois state university a guy that played for my dad in the past i had kind of kept in touch with him throughout my career um he calls me out of nowhere and offers me a full-time coaching position at Illinois state university. I didn't really understand why I actually turned him down at first. Um, I was, I was enjoying a lot of success and having a blast playing baseball. Um, And probably about 30 minutes later, I called him back and talked to him a little bit, got some more information. And I just felt like God was moving me in that direction. So. I stepped out and left the season. We were in first place and I left about three weeks before the end of the season, Um, left our team. That was one of the hardest things to do. Um, Went straight to Illinois state and ultimately, I mean, I coached there for two seasons, but that's not why I was there. (laughs) Um, About Four or five weeks after I moved there, I met my wife, um, and it was it was very clear from the first second that I met her that this was this was why I was there. Um, I was I was going through a lot of kind of just struggle and, and pain through you know whether it's being done playing, moving to a city in the middle of nowhere, a lot of different things about the job that were a difficult adjustment. Um, and when I saw her, it was like kind of that moment, like I said, backstage where I met Bobby Evans. It was just, it was clear to me. And, you know, long story short with her, we, we dated and got engaged seven months later and got married five months later. Man, that's and awesome. two months later, we had a baby on the way. <laughs> And we got two
3: dogs as well, man.
4: Uh, hey, we've been on we've been on the highway of life,
3: man. That's awesome. Um, you, I have to tell you, so, TJ. Good. You know what? And and look, I've I've done enough research uh, for this to to get a feel for you know you and for Becca. And i I've, I've I've seen some pictures, and I, I have to be honest with you, I've not seen one picture of you where she's anywhere in the picture that you don't look really happy.
4: Man, she's she's my angel. She, Amen. She she uh, she brings me so much joy. Um I I tell her often that she is my living, breathing uh, miracle from heaven. She reminds me every day of how much God loves me. Just because of the way she loves me and loves our boy. Um she's she's extremely special.
3: Hey T J we only have a, a a short minute left before we gotta get to a break. Um we, we, yep. Be- Becca, we, uh, was she a Christian before you guys met?
4: Yeah, yeah. We we met actually at a church get together. So the church I was going to, she's—I mean, she's so solid in her faith and um, grounded in who she is in Christ. Um, and that to me was the nail in the coffin. Wait,
3: man, we hey, was that, she that was, a ba- was she a baseball fan?
4: Oh. Uh, she likes sports. She didn't know what she was getting into
3: with baseball. <laughs> Man, none none <laughs> but, of them do, TJ. I got to be honest it seems with you. like an angel. Yeah, my wife, I coached for 36 years, coached basketball. And she would say, like, like, you guys play the game on Friday. You talk about it on Saturday. You watch film <laughs> on Sunday. Then you got a game Tuesday, so you talk about that game on Monday? Yeah. yeah, like, really? Yeah. And then the summer, you're doing how many summer leagues? 36 yeah. years, she, she, I, I I would drag her into gyms, TJ, and, and uh, the three years that I coached my son, and we're going to talk about your dad coaching his son in the next uh, next segment, but the three years I coached my son in basketball at a place called Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls, small Christian yeah. school, he then went to, to Maranatha, um, it was in Mar- 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 Baptist Bible College in Watertown, which is probably 15 minutes from O'Connell Walk 20 minutes from O'Connell Walk played Division Three basketball there. And uh, those three years I got to coach him. First, when, when I was coaching him younger in AAU, it, it wasn't so good. But in high school, I think we figured it out, or I figured it out. I was the adult in the room. I needed to figure it out. And I think sure. it was really good after that. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. And thank you so much for... For your testimony. I've got some questions for TJ Bennett. He is playing right now for the Lake Lake Country Dockhounds. They're out in O'Connell walk And I can tell you this look at his stats, man. He's hitting the ball, hitting 358, got some home runs. We got we gotta cut down on those strikeouts, but that's not my job. <laughs> that's his that's his job. This is faith in the zone. On 1250, AM the fan.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame.
2: I'm just a trying to tell everybody.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. Man, what a life. This, He's going to write a book. He writes a book on buying it. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's TJ <laughs> Bennett, and he's playing, He's playing. Th- I guess, third base, right? Third base, second base, yep. infielder. How's that for the yep. Lake Country Dockhounds? And, uh, yeah, hitting the ball pretty well. You've Six home runs already, TJ. That's a lot of, it's so early in the year, right?
4: Yeah, I mean uh seems to seems to come in bunches for me. Uh I get I get going a little bit and I hit a few in a row and my goal is just to try to stay consistent at the plate. Stay consistent with my approach. Um uh, not trying to do too much and usually when I'm in a place of trusting trusting God, trusting what he's placed in me and that he'll take me where I need to be, like he's done all along the way, a lot of times the results look a lot better at that point.
3: Well, think about this. You're you're in Australia, and Riley Unroe, and you heard that 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 faith in the zone. He said, "Look, yeah. I was I was going a, a bad direction. I was struggling. Yeah. When TJ Bennett stepped up, and as a man, helped get me back on track. And you want to know why you were in Australia? There you go. You want to know why you were in Illinois? Man, yeah. be- look at Becca and John. Look at this is." you you look back and sometimes you question like lord are you sure this is where you want me to be well yeah. okay let me tell you when when you're done there let me show you all the influence that you've had because of this platform that I've given you and you know I just I think it's it's, it's really awesome hey the dot coms are managed by Jim Bennett and you know your dad who look he's been around the game a long time and yeah. and he's had a tremendous amount of su- success, and I love the fact that he was uh, coached with David Nielsen, ex ex uh, Milwaukee Brewer, by the way, and uh, you know, and, and people here remember him as a really good catcher, and he could hit the ball well, and, and everybody wanted to hear his post game interviews with that Australian accent, and he. Uh, <laughs> you know you co- your dad coached with him and you played for him and and now you come back and and your dad's going to be coaching with the dot so they made a trade uh with Chicago and and you had a heck of a year with uh with Chicago in 2021 man you hit 357 get nine home runs 40 RBIs in 52 games which is incredible and uh they made a trade and and you got to come play for your dad the, the, the when you found out that you were heading um, to to the Dock Hounds and and the chance to play for your dad had to be a great day for you.
4: Yeah, um, I probably found out a few months before it happened. <laughs> um, once my dad got the job, uh, Butch Hobson, our manager in Chicago, him and my dad have a great friendship relationship. So they had kind of just agreed that um, you know he'd find a way to get me over to play for my dad. Butch's son, KC, plays for him. So he, he's like, I get it, man. It's it's a lot of fun when you get to have your boy play for you. Um, so you know, I, my dad coached me in, in travel ball when I was younger. Um, and so, like I like I referenced, I played for him in Fargo. Yep. Um, he, he's just he's just a great man. Um, he, he's been my best friend for a lot of years. I spent a lot of years, um, you know, unmarried, um, searching for what god had for me in life riding the crazy baseball train and he, he's he been on on that train with me every step of the way supporting me encouraging me um challenging me helping me prepare to be the the husband and father someday that he knew that i hoped to be um he's a guy that i respect more than anybody um and and you know anytime You know, I I receive a a compliment or affirmation that you know I'm I'm a good husband, I'm a good father, whatever it might be. Um, I do attest so much of that to my dad. Um, He he modeled it for me. He he loved my mom well, supports her, still does. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
3: Well, they've been married, and then looking at they've been married a long time, brother.
4: They they sure have, yeah. um, I, I come from some amazing parents, and I'm I'm so thankful for that. Um, and, and, you know, now that I'm starting my own family, I, I see the hard work. I see the the challenging times or the um, tough conversations, whatever it might be. And, I, and I'm even more impressed with them, um, knowing that they've been through that. Because as a kid, you don't really see that.
3: Nope. You, you don't. You see that,
4: oh, man, they're great. Mom and dad love each other, and they love us.
3: Hey, uh, TJ, uh, is, is your mom living in, in Lake Country 2 in the economic area? She comes in and out, so she's yep. got
4: an awesome job that allows her some flexibility to work from home. So she uh you know, when we're in town, she's she tries to be in town. We have a, a big family vacation coming up where my sister and her family, my grandma, my mom, they're all coming out for this next home stand. So uh she'll be she'll be in and out throughout the summer.
3: Well, I've got it I've gotta believe that, that when when you and Becca when Becca was going through the issues with the pregnancy that you know look you can you can feel like you're in the middle of nowhere in Walk with nobody there to help you and I and I'm sure that that the community was there to 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 help but maybe to have your mom or you know her family there had to be a really really important part of that journey for her.
4: Yeah you know we were so it was when I was playing for the dogs we were living in rosemont illinois just outside of chicago Oh, okay in a hotel and it was uh chaos thankfully her family was only about two hours away
3: thank god they were
4: able to be present for us um my parents flew out a few times our sisters came out a couple of times so our, our families on both sides just showed so much support for us and showed up as we needed them to um but yeah, it was it was a journey that we definitely didn't take
3: alone. Hey, when you had talked about um you know your dad and and you know him helping you through, and one of the questions that I that I ask guys and and you know it's hard sometimes to answer, but if you think about it, it it's one way or the other, I guess, was it easier for you to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? And, and but baseball guys are different, TJ, just because there's so much travel involved and there's there's a lot of temptation in different cities. And sometimes you're on a team that doesn't have it, fellow Christians with you, and sometimes the whole locker room is filled with Christians. So I'm wondering, for you personally, has it been easier to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside the locker room?
4: You know, uh, it's a loaded question. Um <laughs> uh, I would, I would say that, that that answer has changed throughout the years. Yeah. I would say as, as I've grown and matured, you know, and, and as I've been around different locker rooms, thankfully um, I have had a few opportunities to play in some really um, just Jesus-filled locker rooms, which has been really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say yes, both. Um, at times, you know, the temptation in the locker room is, seems worse than outside at times the loneliness outside the locker room um feels feels worse than anything else that you're going through yeah um and so i would say just as i've grown and and learned and um learned how to be around people that maybe believe differently than me or live differently than me and have to still love them well um and to encourage them and walk alongside them without letting them influence me you know that that's been a journey
3: yeah it's uh you're right and that question is it's loaded because that you know especially in baseball rosters change a lot and your situation changes a lot depending on where you are and and you've played look in australia you've played all over um the united states and and it's uh, it's it's different. We had Don Beebe who played for the Green Bay Packers, and, and I think that's the first guy we asked that question to. And he said, you know, it was definitely easier for me inside the locker room when I was at the Packers because Reggie White held you accountable. Right. When he walks right. over to your locker and says, hey, you walking worthy today? Man, you answer mm-hmm. him because he was a big man. And he said, look, he would have a thing called Saturday Night Live um, mm-hmm. when we had a home game, and, and him and his wife would invite – Uh, people over to their house and we played Bible games and stuff and ate dinner together and fellowship. And it was, so that was really easy. And then all of a sudden the off season, and that's now a little bit more difficult. So, Hey, TJ, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'm going to ask you the question I end our show with, and that is every uniform you've ever put on. You know what what uniform do you pull out, play one more game with that team? What team is it and who do you play against and why? We're gonna ask TJ Bennett that. Guys, go to DocHounds.com. DocHounds.com. Look, if you want to go see some really good baseball, um, see a brand new park in Oconomowoc, and uh watch TJ Bennett. Get up and and, and uh and clap when he gets when they when they announce him, because he's a he is a man who has Look, he has lived a life for a young guy. Got a beautiful wife. Got a beautiful son. And he's playing baseball. And he's playing well. He's utilizing this platform that the Lord has given him. And he knows why he's there. He knows what he's doing. And he's going to get up on the mountaintop any chance he gets to talk about, you know, his faith and how important it is to him. And uh, TJ Bennett, If you want to get out and see a game, I'm going to be out there. And I'm telling you, in the next two weeks. Uh, and I'm going to let him know that I'm I'm in the game I'm in the park and I want him to turn on one turn on one and lose that ball. <laughs> and That's what I'm I'm hoping for. Again, our special guest T.J. Bennett. This is Faith in the Zone on 12:50 a.m. The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the Zone: A Journey on How People in Sports Walk in Faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on
2: 1250 AM, The
3: Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The the fan. Fan. This has been a really good show. And the problem is I got 400 more questions for TJ Bennett. And I'm going to ask him maybe later in the year if I can call him and and have him come on again because I just have not gotten it's just such an interesting story to me, and the fact that he's now playing for his dad I, I just think kind of wraps it all and and if you listen to any of the stuff I do I I really like those stories I like the family dynamic of like you know playing for our dad working for our dad stuff like that and and TJ has been kind enough to share that with us. Hey, TJ, the last segment, um, any uniform from Little League Baseball, and if you played multiple sports in, in high school, um, any team you've ever played for your entire life, we put every uniform and you have a few of them, pal. We put them in the, lo- <laughs> put them in the closet and we could pull one out and you get to play one more game with that team. What uniform is it? Um, why and who do you play against?
4: Man, I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna cheat real quick.
3: It's all right.
4: Um, one, one that sticks out to me is twelve U East Valley Bulldogs. Um travel ball. Some of the some of my best friends in life at that time. I think just that stage of life <laughs> you just you're just enjoying life, man. Right. You don't have a care in the world. Um we had a, we had a ton of fun. We weren't the best team by any means. We definitely had the most fun. Um, so playing baseball for the East Valley Bulldogs would be pretty sweet. Um, but I, I would also say I I want to be a person that that lives in the present, and so I have to say tonight, put on put on my jersey tonight and go play um, because this is where I'm at. This, this is where God's got me, and I'm excited to see what He's going to do um, today. And I want to be want to
3: be expecting of what God's doing right now so amen you know what that's not a bad way to cheat right there I'm telling you you know what <laughs> be in the present and and put on the lake country Doc hounds and and you know do, do what you do um hey do you do you uh do you get nervous anymore before uh before before getting in the batter's box in any situations is there anything that 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 gets you a little bit nervous uh playing baseball anymore I uh, I think
4: if you don't get nervous, you shouldn't play. And yeah. I don't know if nerve, "nervous" is the right word or not. If your heart's not pumping, if it doesn't mean something to you, then then what are you doing? Um, you know, it, it matters to me. And so, yeah, there's moments that that it it matters. It seems to matter more than another. But I think that's the beautiful challenge is is taking those emotions, those feelings, those um, nerves that are rising up in you and being able to uh, control them and direct them and, and trust God with them, knowing that he's already got it all taken care of.
3: Man, he is TJ Bennett. And, TJ, I'm, I'm going to ask you on the air um, if it's okay, maybe once the season's over, to call you back and and do another show because, again, I've got four pages of questions to ask you, and and uh, I just I just love the fact that you were so kind with your time today, and able to open up and really share some things with us that I think uh, that's what a show like Faith in the Zone is all about. You know, as prof- as a professional baseball player, you know, to be able to say, "Look, that's what I do, and this is who I am," is just such a yeah. big part of this, and. Guys, I, I would, if you have not gone out like I haven't, but I will, to see the dock hounds out in Lake Country, out in walk. get out and see them play. And when, when they introduce TJ Bennett, he's normally hitting third or fourth in that lineup. When they, when they introduce him, get up and st- stand up and, and and applaud him. More for what uh what he's doing off the field. And he is he is just I, there's no doubt his mom and dad are really proud of him. And uh, Mary's got this beautiful 10-month-year-old guy that's going to – I'll tell you what, you'll see him playing somewhere. If you go to those games in a year or two, he'll be running the bases, stuff like that. TJ, yeah. thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person, young man. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, man. You got it. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250
2: AM, The Fan. I'm just a Trying to tell everybody well, all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to see I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus.
0: Okay.